Yo ho ho, it's Santa Haydock here with a festively themed Countdown to 100 Who's Round. set the scene and introduce you quite glibly and we'll take it from there. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, well, hello everybody. I've chased this poor uh, victim of mine um, via the internet for seemingly months and we're on the phone now on a Sunday. I've stuck a child in front of Halo on an Xbox behind me, so if you hear murders it's um, simply a bad upbringing. Uh, and so I'm going to ask <laughs> my um, victim to tell me who she is and why I'm talking to her about Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't think of myself as a victim. <laughs> I think of myself as very lucky to be talking to you. Um, I'm Debbie Jason, and I played Troon van Hoff in uh, Voyage of the Dam, the Christmas uh, special yes. of Doctor Who. Well, before we get on to that, I would like to talk yeah. about your dad drinking coffee in the moon base. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I knew he'd be in Doctor Who. I'd never seen it. And when I was in it, um, I got talking to the chap that writes the, writes the magazine. And he said, oh, yes, I'll track it down for you. And he sent me some stills from the episode. And my dad was also a singer. And one of these stills was of my dad with his hand on his chest, with his arm held out and his mouth open. It looked like he was giving an operatic aria. <laughs> I thought, well, that's interesting. And then eventually um, I got sent a copy of the uh, the episode to watch and it turned out he was actually being poisoned. <laughs> it was the worst piece of acting I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't singing at all, um, bless him. But uh, <laughs> yes, I don't know how many other um, daughters and fathers have been in Doctor Who as well, apart from obviously uh, Georgia and, and Peter. Yeah, no, you're an elite group, I think, I think it's I fair to say. So, 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 so you came from the, um, a sort of showbiz background. So, you I mean, did your dad do much acting? Do you remember him bit sort of being off no, doing jobs he, when you were a kid? He was a supporting artist, as they call them all in in his day, an extra. So, and he he did so much stuff. And I was always I always wanted to be an actress. So whenever he was on anything, which was most weeks, I'd say, Dad, Dad, what are you on today? And he'd go, Oh, I can't remember. I think it's with um. Oh, Sir Lawrence, Sir Lawrence Olive or something, I can't remember. I can't remember his name. So he'd, he'd go on to do all these exciting things and he'd sort of forget to tell us. So, And he died many years ago. So now uh, we end up watching things and going, oh, my God, there's Dad in the background. Uh, famously, he's in Gandhi somewhere. He's in Chariots of Fire. He's in all these amazing films. Um, and it sort of comes as a surprise when we see him, which is actually quite nice. Um, that is the extent of my showbiz background. <laughs> so then, how did you f- you forge your own path? Then, what what where, where did it start? Well, I I always always wanted to be an actress. I wasn't quite sure how to go about it, and my mum was very dead set against me becoming one because my dad had little success, even though he was constantly worked. He never made any money at it. So, um, being a typical Jewish mother, she said, "No, go to university and go and do something sensible instead." So I went to Manchester, did Russian and Spanish, 
And then I came out and I had lots of student debt and a family friend offered me a job as a youth worker. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I remember, it was the most miserable job of my life. And I suddenly remember waking up one morning going, what on earth am I doing? I'm hating this job. I no longer have any student debt. Let's get on with it. So um, I used the company stationery and photocopying and, and postage <laughs> to send out um, lots of letters to actors and actresses asking for funding because I'd already used up my, um, my student grants on university. And I auditioned for drama schools and I got into Lambda and it's been pretty much brilliant from there on, really. Have you ever worked with any of the actors that gave you funding and have you bought them a cuppa? <laughs> yes, I have, actually. In fact, in um, Voyage of the Dams, and now I'm going to... Oh, it's Jeffrey Palmer. Ah. Um, and, yeah. And uh, bizarrely, I, I had it all prepared, what I was going to say. I had something really witty to say, like, um, oh, here's your 25 quid back. Um, and instead, I just got very tongue-tied and went, no, oh, thank you very much for giving me money to drama school. And he just looked at me as if I was complete lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the only one so far, but there are quite a few. Uh, I'm looking forward to working with all of them one day. Um, so, Voyage of the Damned. Uh, uh, famously, um, Russell uh, has, has said that he offered you a part in the Sarah Jane Adventures. And... He did. And I said, um, does that mean... And I'm very happy to do it, but does it exclude me from ever being in Doctor Who? And I thought the message would come back either yes, and I'd go, oh, OK, well, I'll do the job anyway, or no... And then I'd go, brilliant, I'll do the job anyway and hope to get a part in Doctor Who. And then I got a phone call saying, oh, Russell heard what you said and he's written you a part in the Christmas special. <laughs> At which point I fainted. And, uh, yes, it's really rather marvellous. Yeah, not bad having, already... a, having a part written for you in the biggest television programme that's on. I know, I know. I'm still pinching myself to this day. But I'd worked with Russell many years before on something called Mine All Mine, uh, way before his Doctor Who years, and uh, so I knew him from then. And uh, we sort of kept in touch vaguely over the years, but it, it really was a, a lovely thing of him to have done. I'm very, very pleased to have been part of it, believe me. And um, so at what point did you know that one of your co-stars was going to be Kylie Minogue? <laughs> um, not, I, I actually can't remember, because it was quite a long time ago now, but... Um, I think I knew, I did know and, and sort of couldn't quite believe it. And then when we all came to the read-through, I remember the um, producer standing outside and showing us where to go and saying, and just in case you get a bit surprised, Kylie Minogue is in it. <laughs> it was sort of forewarning her so we didn't all go, oh my goodness, Kylie Minogue! Um, but she, she was lovely, really lovely, down to earth, and uh, even shorter than me, and that was marvellous. We're only five foot one, so... I think there's half an inch in it. Well, I, I, I have to say, had I been, I'd been excited by Kylie Minogue, but I'd been, been even more so excited by Bernard Cribbins. Oh, I know Cribbins. Oh, what a lovely man! He he was hilarious. He brought his own suitcase full of comedy props, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what a legend! He he was brilliant. And, uh, Great what, fun to work with. And what about Mr. Tennant, who uh, I think is possibly the nicest man in the world? He really is the loveliest, loveliest man in the world. Yep, I'm still. I'm. I'm actually standing in the street talking to you, and I'm. I keep pinching myself to remind myself that 
this all actually happens if it's not a dream. Because <laughs> there was one, one scene in the, in the episode where I got to hug David Tennant and then Kylie, and I, <laughs> I remember sending a text to my fellow going, you won't believe what's just happened. But at the same time, they're both completely down to so I just get terribly starstruck. Um, but do you watch yourself when it's on? Um, I'm afraid it'd be from that one. Not always, but because it was Christmas Day, all the family was around, and my nephews are, of course, big uh, Doctor Who fans. So, yes, we did watch that one all together. And uh, I do remember that when I was hugging DT, my nephews both went, thoroughly <laughs> 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 so disgusted by the whole thing. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing... The thing about uh, Doctor Who is because you mentioned you you said a few moments ago, oh, it was all a terribly long time ago. Um, yes. Just be aware that one of two of the people I interviewed for this were in three episodes in 1964, and they wow. they still get people waiting for them and asking them for autographs and memories. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's such a huge phenomenon. It really is. It's amazing. I'm actually doing something in theatre at the moment, and only last night there were. Autograph hunters holding out their um, Toon Van Hop pictures. So I'm well aware that um, I'm, I'm part of a very special club and very happy to be so. Well, and you, you mentioned that you know you left and you, you pretty much hit the ground running in terms of work. So um, you've, you've done that rather because you've done a lot of comedy acting, but you've managed not to be pigeonholed. Um, so what's the secret? Um, I, I think it's purely luck. Um, I was in the right place at the right time. I got an agent when I was at drama school, and I've been with the same agent ever since, which is quite rare, I think. Uh, a lot of people swap agents every couple of years. But he's brilliant, and I've been out of work for a, a month or two here or there. But I've been so lucky. And I think I know I'm lucky, which also helps. And I'm also... I'm up for anything. So anything that comes along, unless it's completely... Um, not what I'm interested in, I'll, I'll do it. And I always have this thing that, you know, if you say yes to everything, then it leads to something else. And that's sort of tended to happen along the years. Um, for example, with Russell, you know, Mine or Mine led to Doctor Who. And if I hadn't done Mine or Mine, then who knows what would have happened or not have happened. So what have been some of the, the highlights um, outside of Doctor Who then? Um, well, I did a, a film with Mike Lee uh, called Topsy Turvy, which is all about Gilbert and Sullivan, and that was amazingly good fun. Um, I, I don't know if you know his method, but it's all very immersive. Well, I do, and I've, and I've seen the film, but for the, for the listeners, uh, do it's a very, very in, different way of working, isn't it? It is. It's fantastic. You, you really do lots of research, and you get into your character, and you stay in character and do all that sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm very much not like that when I act most of the time. I'm not method in any way. I'm very lazy, really. Um, and it was such a different way of working. And I absolutely loved it. And I've sort of tried to incorporate it um, ever since. It doesn't always work. But I just I love his work, and I've, I've, I love doing that film. I love watching that film. And I only had a tiny, tiny bit in it in the end. Because um, you all sort of... You film it for six months and then you kind of go and see the film and think, oh, I'm not in this at all, which is absolutely fine um, because actually now I can really enjoy watching the film and not have to close my eyes every time I come on, which is nice. That was sort of going to be my next question is I famously heard of these people who've given six months of their lives and they, they, you know, they end up being a shopkeeper with one line or something and they thought they were the main part of the film. 
Um, well, it was one of my first jobs, so I really didn't mind. I just had the best time ever. And, I mean, I was on it for, uh, I think, four months or something, and I was playing a member of the um, Joy Descartes chorus, the opera chorus, and there were 14 of us, I believe, um, 14 girls and 14 guys. And we just spent the days when we weren't filming, lolling around on the grass in a long, hot summer in, in Kimono, because we were filming scenes from Mikado. And I made some really good friends, and we had some really good chats, and every now and then <laughs> we'd go and film something. And it was just amazing. I didn't, I didn't care what happened with it. I just had the best time. And I learned so much from that process as well. But I understand that if you're an established actor and, and you spend six months of your life doing that with nothing to show for it, then that could be a little frustrating. But it wasn't the case for me at that time. And I would, I would love to do something else with him, uh, given all the chance. And, and you're on stage at the moment. You're on tour. I am indeed, yes. Uh, we're doing three London tryouts. Um, at, we've just done Malvern and we've done Guildford. Tomorrow we're off to Nottingham for a week and then to Cambridge. Then we come to the West End, the Vaudeville Theatre, to do a show called The Duck House, uh, which is all about the MP's expenses scandal. And it's a very, very silly knockabout slapstick farce, as uh, the whole MP's expenses scandal was <laughs> in reality. Um, and Ben Miller is in it from Armstrong and Miller. And Simon Shepherd, Nancy Carroll, and Diana Vickers, off of The X Factor. And James Musgrave, and I play, funnily enough, Ludmilla, the Russian housekeeper. And if you remember a while ago, I said that my Russians never come in handy. This is this is probably the first time in 17 years that it's actually come in handy, um, because in my meeting for it with the director Terry Johnson, I um, did the, I read the parts and showed off a bit by throwing in some Russian words, and I think they were so impressed that that's what gave me the part. <laughs> See, <laughs> um, nothing is wasted. Terry is at Manchester. It's very useful. <laughs> nothing is wasted. Nothing at all. Need to in fact. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, are you somebody that's quite because in this business, if you're not working, you've got to make your own. I mean, if 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 stuff's not happening, are you somebody that makes stuff happen, or do you, um, or have you not needed to do that? I I've been incredibly lucky. The only job I've ever had to get outside of acting, I did three weeks on the London Eye doing security, uh, frisking people to flick knives as they went on the eye. Uh, that was about eight years ago or something. And it was the most miserable thing I'd ever done. And bizarrely, as often happens in our profession, uh, when I was doing this job, uh, a TV thing that I filmed months before suddenly came out. So I had all these kids coming on <laughs> the thumbs and I going, excuse me, miss, were you on telly last night? And me going, no, no, it was not on television. I don't know what they're talking about. Russian coming in useful again. Sorry? The Russian coming in useful again. Exactly. Oh, I know. Always fit into Russian whenever the need arises. Um, <laughs> but luckily, I only needed to do it for three weeks, and then the job came along. And that has really been the only other um, necessity I've needed other than, than acting. Um, I've been very lucky, well, as I keep saying. But I think it's, it's good to acknowledge that. Well, indeed, yes, but also we must not... We must not um, uh... Um, belittle your talent as well because luck, luck plays a part but um, uh, I think you have to be good as well well that's very kind of you. I, I think you have to be able to do it but there are so many people out there trying to do what I'm doing 
that I, I really do believe that um, it's 99% luck and 1% ability. Well, and I'm not being modest there. I'm just, I think that is the case. Well, t- talking of ability, um, you know, your your dad said, "Oh, he wasn't, you know, Lawrence Olive or whatever." But who are who are the people that you've worked with that you would that have sort of blown you away with their their ability as actors? Then, oh, that's one of those questions where you you always think, right? I must remember the name of that person, and they suddenly get completely out of your head. Um, well, I tell, the person I'm working with at the moment is a lady called Nancy Carroll, who is an award-winning, uh, primarily stage actress, and she's absolutely brilliant, and I've watched her work over the years, and I'm thrilled to be working with her at the moment. Um, uh, ben and Sly, oh, everyone who's in this cast is brilliant. Um, oh, gosh, that's a, re- that's a really difficult question. It's like when you say, who's your favourite actor, and you absolutely can't remember who your yeah. favourite actor is. Yes, it's even a... though you've got thousands of them. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and as soon as we put the phone down, they'll all come into your head, and that is the nature of these things. Exactly. Um, well, look, exactly. I've I've almost exceeded my time limit, so I will. Well, first, what do you have unfulfilled ambitions? There are things that you would like to do. If I if I was to phone you in ten years' time, uh, and I could say, "What have you been up to?" What would you like to tell me that you've been up to? I would like to tell you I've been in a big, beautiful singing the lead, even though I never could because I can't sing that well. Um, ah. I can hold the tune, but in order to, to sustain a, a big lead in a musical, you really need to be able to sing and be able to produce a voice properly, which I can't do. But, you know, this is fantasy land, isn't it? So that's something. Yeah. I'd love to have worked with Woody Allen. I'd love to have worked with Quentin Tarantino. I'd love to have worked with Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg. You know, all the normal actory stuff that will never happen, but one can dream. Uh, it's, it's all possible. It's all possible. You never know. Wood, Woody Allen <laughs> could do the cherry orchard tomorrow, and you could uh, exactly. Wow, well, I've done your... the cherry orchard. Yeah, <laughs> but not with Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I would like to do is another Doctor Who because since I did the Voyage of the Damned, I've now uh, I've lost ten stones. I can look completely different, so no one will know it's me. So that'll be great. Wow, <laughs> uh, gosh, I'm I'm trying to lose half a stone, and I'm finding it very difficult. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's. It was easy to lose, it's uh, harder to keep off, but I'm getting there, I'm, I'm doing it. Well, so well, well, the good thing of that is that it means if you were so inclined, you can avoid Doctor Who fans at the stage door. <laughs> no, they, they spot me a mile off somehow. <laughs> and, they, and they will continue to do so. That's, I do hope so. If you want a vision of the future, <laughs> that's it. Um, <laughs> Well, look, uh, I've got the final two questions. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for... We've, the, the listeners won't know the practicalities that go behind this. Of We get introduced by strangers. Yeah, how do you know John Dorney, by the way? Oh, John Dorney. I worked um, together at John School. Ah, he knows everybody. Yeah. He'll occasionally he ring me up and go, oh, yeah, so-and-so will do it, uh, which he did with you. <laughs> um, he does. And hello, John, if you're listening. I'm sure he is, and getting getting credit where it's due. Thank you, John Dorney, for putting us in touch. But we've batted <laughs> forth batted forth emails, um, and you've. We, I finally um, got got a, a window of your time, for which I'm very grateful. So I ask you Not because I don't get paid for this, you don't get paid for this. The listeners haven't paid to download this podcast, so we ask them to nom- uh, to donate to a charity. So if you could, uh, if you could name your charity, Debbie. Well, it's Interact Reading Services. It's something a lot of uh, my friends are part of, and I am part of. And it's basically they hire actors, or don't hire, we volunteer, to read 
to stroke victims in hospitals uh, because it's been proven that interaction like that in, uh, increases and improves their uh, recuperation and recovery. So Interact Reading Services, uh, please donate. Thank you very much. Uh, the final question is that Doctor Who is, as we record this, it is 50 years old in two weeks' time. So, I know. Uh, which is why this podcast is being done. Uh, so what yep. is your message to the Doctor Who fans listening in this illustrious uh, time for Doctor Who? Well, happy birthday, everybody. And uh, how exciting. And, and keep watching, keep being mega fans. And uh, I am one myself. And uh, I, I hope to see you on, on a planet near here soon. Fabulous. Debbie Chazen, thank you very much. Thank you. Brilliant. I hope that was okay for you. <laughs> Thanks to Debbie, and sorry about the line there, sometimes I'm prey to technology. Debbie is one of those people who everybody in the business you meet says, oh, do you know her? She's absolutely lovely. And when you do encounter, you discover they're absolutely right. And thanks to John Dorney uh, for setting that interview up. And to Debbie, of course, whose charity is Interact Stroke Support, which is www.interactintere.com. ACT Interact Stroke Support, which is all one word, all small case. www.interactstrokesupport.org. Uh, if you could donate to them anything you have at this seasonal hub, or hang on till January because we're doing one a day, I must be cleaning you out. But at some point, when you flash, uh, if you could consider the charities, and we are. Heading to another Who's Round, shall I give you a quick sneaky preview? Go on then, I will. I'm downstairs in the Covent Garden something next to the Donmar Theatre. I've taken time out to talk about Doctor Who because I love it. Follow me on Twitter at Toby Haddock, T-O-B-Y-H-A-D-O-K-E. Big Finish is at Big Finish. And uh, keep listening and thanks for doing so thus far. We're nearly at 100. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. So many lives. So many people. The Rani Elite. Incredible. This booth is actually smaller on the inside. The doors won't open. If you hang on just a moment. Doctor, what are you... Now, now, genius at work. Ah, That shouldn't have happened. to say you've been rather a disappointment that very soon this will all be over for you thank you for the gun doctor perry but that's just it you're not perry are you you see you do know me after all i knew you would spit it out girl i can see it's on the tip of your tongue the ronnie subscribers get more at bigfinish.com